the perfect answer. Bam, we're live. Jack, good morning. Why ain't nobody here? I don't know. Uh, good morning, Kev. Craig, good morning. Michelle, good morning. And finally, Paul, good morning. Uh, exciting guest this morning, Devin Kim. Yesterday, about uh, yesterday when I started, uh, exciting for a bunch of reasons because I've known her forever. Her dad's been in the CrossFit space forever, uh, working events, but we'll get into that. Yesterday, uh, when I started talking about my uh, haircut story, the whole reason why I was telling the story, I forgot to tell. I got stuck on the fact that the lady thought I was handsome, which was overwhelm me. Javier, Christian, Corey, uh, Tank Top Todd, Jessica, all good morning. Um, so she, so I get in there and like I was saying, it's just the one lady cutting my hair and then the receptionist and they right away are like, no, you can't shave your head. They didn't even ask me. They just like start telling me that I, my hair is too good. And then this lady walks in and she kind of looks like a low rent version of one of the ladies from, uh, like the, one of those housewife shows, you know, she's got like the really long black dyed black hair, really straightened the big old fake bolt on hammers. I kind of, I kind of glance over at yeah, the crazy lips. The, she's like the actress version of her. And she starts asking this lady for like a haircut. And the lady's like, no, we're almost closed. And I can't. I have to pick my daughter up. And she goes, I don't even want a haircut. And I'm talking to the receptionist. She started getting snooty because she was talking to the receptionist about wanting a haircut. But the lady who's the only one there cutting hair is like, I'm so sorry, I can't. And she's like, I only First off, this is super cuts. Super cuts. Yes. I know. Yeah. And she's like, I only want a hair wash. And I'm listening to this. So. I, 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 the lady's like playing with my hair and telling me, giving me ideas of how to cut it. And she goes, your hair is so thick. And I go, yeah. And she goes, no, it's like, your hair is unbelievably thick. I'm like, yeah. And I go, I haven't washed it in five months. And I said it kind of loud. Cause I was wanted to see how the Beverly Hills housewives of Beverly Hills lady. And I heard her give, I heard her from, I couldn't see her give an audible gasp. <gasps> Because once I heard her say that she was in there just for a hair wash. Mm -hmm. And what's crazy is I said to the lady who was cutting my hair, I'm like, hey, do you, does it matter? Do you care that I haven't um, washed my hair in five months? And she she looked, she, and, I, and I, she, I can see her in the mirror and she looks at her hands and she goes, as long as I don't have any open sores. She's going to need a tetanus trial when she's uh, washing her hair. I do like it thick. I that is a hundred percent true. Matt, good morning. Patrick Clark, good morning. Can't wait for all of you to get to know Devin. Uh, yeah, she's she's a cool chick. I, I remember her as being a, a young girl, uh, and then I saw her recently at the ranch, and I couldn't believe um, her, her her demeanor. She's she's a full blown adult. Brandon, good morning. Jay Hartle, good morning. Jeff Bako, good morning. Devin Kim, good morning. Hi. Good morning to everyone. Barbell Spin, good morning. Hey, thanks for doing this. Yeah, of course. Dude, you're at Invictus. <laughs> yeah, I've been there for like three years, four years, five years. I don't know. It's been a while. <laughs> what an amazing pedigree and powerhouse gym. What a, what a, yeah. Just chugging along. In, in the early days, it got a shitload of notoriety. And now, now, not that it doesn't get notoriety, but it's more just like a staple. It's just there. Yeah. yeah, no, it's an amazing gym. Like I've been there. I've been 
training with like Invictus on their programming for about like four or five years now. Um, but I recently moved down about a year and a half ago to like be full time there, train there full time. And like, it's insane what that kind of community can do to like, not only like your physical abilities, but like mentally, mentally too, excuse me. Um, like it's, it's amazing. I've changed as an athlete in the last year and a half. Like, I don't know if it was also due to like moving out and being on my own. Like, obviously I'm only 20 years old, but like, that was like a big step for me. And like having everybody there at that gym, having that community really just like transform me into like a person, first off, better person too, but like just a way better athlete as well. So uh, you're only awesome. 20, but in one of those photos, yeah. I see in one of the photos when you're on the podium, uh, where you, where you did podium in the 2022 CrossFit games, which is insane. Congratulations. Thank um, you. you're holding a bottle. I don't think that's uh apple cider. <laughs> I, I think it, no. look at that. Everyone, everyone what is going on me. here? I was like, hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were like passing down like who wants it. So I was just like, um, I think Jorge or Josh like did the whole spray thing. But I was just like, hey, the 20-year-old can take the champagne. <laughs> is Jorge even is Jorge even 21? Yeah, Jorge's like the second oldest one. He's like 27 or 28. Oh my God, he looks like a baby. I know. He's, baby he's just with- without a beard. He's a complete baby face. <laughs> Yeah, baby with just stacked with more muscle than anyone. Right. Um, do you remember back in the day? By the way, when I when I recently ran into you at um at the ranch yes. a few months ago, I couldn't even place you. But uh I remember thinking, I'm 50. I have a lifetime of accolades. I th- I'm fucking I have an ego the size of a fucking Mount Everest and you had such confidence around me. And I was like, fuck, where can I buy some of this? (laughs) Like, I was like, her parents would be so proud of her. You walked right up to me. You said, hi, you gave me a hug. You chatted me up. I was like, who is this girl? And then I, when I finally put it together, I'm like, oh my God, this is the little girl I remember seeing around in the early days at regionals. Mm Hmm crazy right i know it's insane like i was actually just talking um i was talking to my parents because obviously i told them i saw you and all that and they were like you haven't seen savon in like since you were a little baby like baby as in like 10 years old like 10 11 years old well i do remember the last time i saw you and i and, and someone had to be like dude that's devin kim it was at the regionals uh you were um someone told me you were 16 years old there and you were doing the demo in yes. a completely empty venue with all <laughs> so all the best athletes in the world looking at you because that regional was insane. Yeah. The Dan Bailey's, the Josh Bridges. I mean, everyone was there. Um, the Valerie Voberals. And you were up there with Adrian or down there. They're all looking yeah. down on you. And yeah. it's just the two of you. You could have heard a pin drop. <laughs> and Adrian's giving you orders to do movement demos. And I, and I remember Tyson, uh, Oldroyd bumped me. He goes, dude, that's Devin Kim. I'm like, what? <laughs> that was yeah. nuts. It, how, how, how did you get that gig? Um, so obviously like, um, you know, my parents worked for CrossFit. And so my dad, um, I don't even remember how it came about. I don't know if it was Dave that like asked him or reached out to him or if it was Adrian, but like three years in a row, um, they like needed another person for the demo team. And obviously like my dad was always like, yeah, like 
my daughter can do it. Devin will do it. And um, obviously I was there at all, like all the regionals. I wasn't competing. I was a little adolescent. I was like 14 years old. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did that for like three years in a row. And I can't remember exactly how it all came about, but it was, it was super cool to be able to do that. Were you nervous up there or down there with all the eyes on you and you're setting uh-huh. the standard for the movements and, and eight and it's Adrian Bosman being like, do this, do this. I'm going to be honest. I probably was, but it's also like, I don't know. It was cool. Like I love, I've been a part of this community for a really long time. Um, so like, obviously all those names to me were like kind of everyone I looked up to like Dan Bailey back then, like Val Volbrill, um, Brooke Ants, all I mean, the, the, uh, uh, Emily Abbott. I mean that those yeah. those events would be stacked. Yeah, so it was nerve wracking, but like I don't know, it was just like cool. Like I knew um, that wasn't the first time like I ever met Adrian either. So it's like I kind of knew him already, or like had like a we mutually knew each other through people. So like it wasn't as nerve wracking, nerve wracking as I thought it was gonna be. Cause you know, it's fun. I love, I love that stuff. Like this kind of, this thing, I love it. I love CrossFit. <laughs> yeah. You didn't look nervous. And even at 16, you, I mean, don't get, you completely looked like you belong. Like, I don't yeah. think anyone who didn't know you was like, who's this little girl. I mean, you There's were already, girl, you were performing right? like a, a, a woman. Mm, um, and Adrian is, um, he, he, I don't want to say he's two different people, but off the field, He's so happy, go lucky, anything goes. Yeah. But on game day, um, he he's a bit of a monster. He's yeah. serious as a heart attack. Very serious. <laughs> okay. I found this on the web for set a heart attack. Check it out. No, no, thank you, Siri. Wow. <laughs> Siri's like, okay. <laughs> wow, did I say anything that sounded like Siri or is she just paranoid about heart attacks and myocarditis these days? She's probably just paranoid. Everyone's yeah, I think she's back these days. She's gonna call nine one one for you. <laughs> she is. <laughs> By the way, Caleb, Devin, Devin, Caleb. Nice, nice to meet, meet you. you. Um, my most memorable things about Invictus. Were and, and by the way, for those of you who never got to go to that venue, the Del Mar venue was so special. It was second to the games only because of the crowd size. But besides that, it was the greatest venue for any regional breakaway, anything I'd ever been to. Um, it felt like a county fair. The crowds were massive. Vendor Village was cool as shit. There was tons of parking. The weather was perfect. The lighting inside the gym and the open air feel to it, even though it was covered, was just it, it was the best i could only imagine being a 14 year old kid running around there um it must have been so cool but i remember yeah. invictus had these massive crowds there and they all wore green it's the sea of green <laughs> yeah yeah and they would do this tunnel for josh bridges and maybe they did it for their other athletes too where the 50 people or 100 people that invictus would bring you can see them in the back yeah. there did you see yeah yeah they would build a tunnel of, I think they call it the tunnel of love. Tunnel of love. Oh, I like that. And Josh would run through it. Yeah. Do you remember that? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, no, I can't remember. But I always remember the sea of green was always on that back, um, that back bleacher. Like you had the big two side ones that were like in the 
for the like event um and then the bleachers that they put back there just for the regionals i remember steve green was always back there before i was even like with invictus um i like my first couple regionals obviously i wasn't with them um but I remember always seeing that and be like, who is that? Who's Sea of Green? Who's Invictus? I was always super intrigued by them because, like, having that community there at, like, a regional is just insane. Like, it was super cool to see that. Um, you started a, 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 a powerhouse gym, CrossFit Overload. Powerhouse in the sense, not for games athletes, but it was, like, a super community gym. Like, yes. e- everyone knew it. It was, like, it was the 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 perfect example of, like, a, a community gym. And then you moved inland, or sorry, sorry, and that was inland in California. And then you moved to the coast, um, I don't know, 50 miles to San Diego to Invictus, which is downtown San Diego, right? And just a yeah. few blocks from the ocean. Yeah, just down right in downtown. Uh, how, how was that um, move? And you just said you did that two years ago? Yeah, like a year and a half last. It, after, it was after West Coast Classic last year, after our first team um, made it, we were like, okay, like we didn't expect to make it to game or we expected to make it to games, but like going into that season, we had like three. So there was like three new people from Invictus on that team. And then including me. So we didn't really know what to expect. So once we made it, I was like, okay, like this is game time. Um, this was my first time making it back to games since I was a teenager. So I was like, um, school was still online for me. So I was like, this is the time that I need to move down there like make that transition to really like um like up my training so it was it was honestly like easy like obviously it was hard leaving my parents I haven't I've lived with them obviously my whole life um the nice thing is is I'm only an hour drive away which my mom loves (laughs) um but it's been good I mean I love being out here on my own obviously it's downtown San Diego you can't really complain you have the beach five minutes away from you amazing hikes down here so I love it you your mom is on the affiliate team um so yeah she was and then when um Eric came in like when the whole new transition came in uh she got laid off and then she's still me too me too tell her if she needs a shoulder to cry on (laughs) I'm like as they all did um but she now so she still works with CrossFit like Paula and them do stuff still for games but she's not with like HQ anymore okay oh so she she did her and Paula do work together yeah they um they do what do they do they're like still they still do all the flights and everything like all the hotels and flights kind of like what they did for games too, but like not the affiliate side anymore. For those of you who don't know, I, I would, I would nominate uh, Paula Gravat is probably one of the greatest employees CrossFit ever had. And probably one of the biggest losses the affiliates have ever sustained without even knowing it. Uh, yeah. She, she basically knew more affiliates than probably anyone, her and Kathy Glassman, and now Paul, Paul is running a really successful business out of Nashville, and I um, she's doing Greg Glassman's huge event in February, the Broken Science event. Oh, she is. Yeah, and when I heard that, I was so happy to hear that they were working together again. Yeah. Yeah, me too. That's awesome. Here, I did not know that. Yeah, and uh, and and Jordan Gravat was one of the top filmmakers over there at CrossFit. Yeah, yeah th- what a great family. Oh, I know. So, um. So you, so you go to Invictus and they have a, a big stable of, I don't know if this is a word, games aspirants, people who aspire to go to the games. 
Yeah. No, we how, do. How big is that group? Um, ooh, it's just it's like anyone growing. who wants to go. Do you it's think it's growing. 20? You think there's 20 or 30 people there who want to go to the games? 30 is a little push. Okay. There are 30 people who probably definitely want to go to the games. I'll be honest. There are definitely 20, 30 people who want to. Um, we got a big group of training people right now, though. We just added a few new, like a few new people are starting to come down and train with us. Um, so it's super cool to like kind of see that community grow. Um, at Invictus, we do have this class called like a competition class. Um, aside from our normal like group classes, and then we have our training. Um, but there are a lot of athletes in that competition class who are phenomenal. And like, they'll go to like Wadapalooza and all this stuff to try to like, just gain more experience. And I think there are definitely like a handful of people from that class just there that will eventually become games athletes which i think is super cool and then you have our whole training aspect like see all those people right there um it's an awesome like community that we have down there and we it just is going to keep growing and i love it <laughs> who's the guy on the far right with the 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 um yeah right there with the arrows on him who's that's that? lalo oh he looks so familiar i don't lalo recognize Torres. that name. um you've probably oh, have you? No, he wasn't there that weekend. I'm not sure. You might have seen him on like somebody's story or something. He um he was on the team, the B team last year for Invictus at Granite Games. Okay. And then he went to Italy too. So he's been he's done a few competitions. Tell me, um, going back, your parents started CrossFit first, right? Yes. And they pulled you into it. Can you go back to that? how old yeah. you were and what that was like. You were eight yeah. years old. I was eight years old. It was the summer right after I just turned eight. Um, my parents started, I think like either the beginning of that year, like of 2011 or like the end of 2020, uh, 2010. I can't remember exactly. Um, but me and my brother started in the summer of 2011. Um, I was eight years old. <laughs> and so we started off just doing like the kids classes and stuff like that. Um, and we just fell in love with it. Like we obviously got super close with everybody at the gym, Paula, Jordan, all of them. Um, so it was just like kind of a big family to us. And me and my brother just like started growing. We started doing like the teens class. And then because it was super cool. That gym had like a kids class. And then after that, you had like a teenage class. So like you weren't like a little baby anymore, but you could like do like heavier movements. So then we started doing that. And then obviously we just went to like the big group classes and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, we've just been, I've been doing it for a while and it's just, I love it. How does a, I wonder this about my own kids. I don't think my kids have ever been and my kids train a lot all day, every day. It feels like, but I don't think that they've, my, my oldest son had just turned eight. I don't think he's ever been to the pain cave. I think the closest thing he's been to is when they have to run um, sprints in tennis. It's their yeah. line sprints. They're like back and forth. You touch a line and it's a short distance away. Then you come back, then it's a little further. You come back and sometimes and they, they do those with the whole class. So it's a race mm -hmm. and it's probably, it takes 20 seconds to run one of those. And the most they've ever run in a row is three. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you went to like a place where, and, and you know, little kids get pretty dramatic. They'll be like, mm -hmm. I can't breathe. I can't breathe or shit like that. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you started flirting with, with the pain cave? Oh, yeah. 
I, I, yeah, I think. uh, So the first time I can remember it was. By the way, this has never been talked about in the history of the world, ladies and gentlemen. No, it never, never, never (laughs) no one's ever talked about the first time kids have gone to a pain cave. That's why you listen to this podcast. We're here with Devin Kim. Okay. It was the open. I want to say it was my very first open that I qualified for the games because I, I remember. So, okay, I so that's good for me to hear. So years went yeah. by before you really go there. Oh, no. No, no, no. That was no? the one time I remember. Oh, but oh okay. <laughs> that was the first time I remember. I remember um, when I was like a kid, like doing it when I was like eight or nine. I can't remember any of that. Like that's been a long time, Savon. Right, right. <laughs> but I definitely know that when I was like 10 or 11, I went there because that was the very first time I ever threw up. Oh, in a workout. Yeah, it was a Saturday. I remember it was a Saturday morning because it was like I never do morning classes like back then. I never did um, morning classes unless it was a Saturday 9 a.m. So I remember it was a Saturday 9 a.m. class and I've never thrown up in a workout before. This was before um, like any games or anything. So I knew I was young. I was probably like 10, 11, 12. Um, And I remember it was after the workout. It was like running wall balls, pull ups and something else and it ended on a run and I went outside and vomited after and I was like young (laughs) I've never thrown up in a workout before so that was the first time that I can like remember like throwing up and like going to that place but mentally there's still this one workout that like screwed me up (laughs) and I remember exactly which one it was it was the open workout where it was dumbbell snatches and burpee box jump overs and I think it was just that. It was one of the opens. Um, I can't remember which event it was. And you were young. You were young when you did that yeah. also. Okay. Yeah, it was my it was my first open that qualified me for the CrossFit Games. So you were 14. Yeah. I was 14. That was the year you took seventh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the year I took seventh that um games, I remember doing that workout and after like I went unbroken because my dad told me he's like Devin you're gonna go unbroken on all these dumbbell snatches and I was like I think our weight was only 20 it wasn't 30 but like for me I was like 50 dumbbell snatches at the end of a workout to like go unbroken okay um so I remember doing that and I was just like I shut my brain off I think that last 40 15 50 15 like my eyes were shut the entire time I did not know where I was but my dad just kept telling me to go 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 and I just shut my mind off and just went (laughs) and at the end of that workout I jumped over my last box jump and I tumbled I tumbled on the ground my head almost hit um the rig that was right behind me it was it was a fun thing to see (laughs) your dad must have been so proud when you threw up he was like, at least you went unbroken. And I was like, that's all that mattered. <laughs> I, I actually, it's not, um, it's not, thank you, Kat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Seven brilliant to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I stroked the ego. Um, I do remember one time, actually, it's not, that's not fair. I, uh, uh, about a year ago, I had a bunch, Avi had my, he was seven at the time, had a bunch of friends over mm-hmm. and I had them do a hundred burpees for time. And Avi okay. did, did it in 440. And he okay. didn't look, he didn't look so good. <laughs> for a few minutes. Yeah, that, that 100 burpees will definitely get somebody. The open workout where it was the burpee to a touch, that was yeah. also that's not fun. <laughs> so you, why did your parents go into a CrossFit gym? 
By the way, I love your parents. They've always Thank been you. so nice to me. They always greet me with a smile. They always have greeted me with a big hug. You, you come from a great uh, lineage. Um, why did your parents walk into CrossFit Overload? When did they? No, why did they? Um, that's a good question. I've never asked them that. <laughs> I think they just saw it one day and was like super intrigued by it. My parents have like, my dad has been in sports his whole life. So is my mom. So I think they just wanted to find something else to do, like rather than just like normal, like globo gym stuff, like now that in their adulthood. So I think they found CrossFit and then fell in love with it like the rest of us did. Uh, um, that's overloads in Temecula, California. Yeah. And that's sort of a, a a motorcycle like Mecca, right? Temecula? Yeah. All kinds of motorcycles, everything. Off-road, off-roading, yeah. Lots of off-roading. Um, were your parents into that? Mm -hmm. The off-roading? Yeah. We we all are. Uh we go to the desert every year. Like I my parents were actually in the desert last year. Uh or not last year, last week. <laughs> um, we have like my brother has a, or he's gone through like three or four dirt bikes let me tell you but um he's had dirt bikes we have like those can-am uh four-wheelers we have a bunch of those so i mean we've done it our entire lives like i grew up going to the desert um so like my brother actually used to race motocross so we've kind of just always grown up in that too so it's kind of cool that like that area kind of goes with us and there's the um there's deserts only like two three hours from here so it's super convenient being able to go there. That's why we go as much as we do. I, I wonder, the reason why I asked that is I wonder, I, I would bet if I had to bet that it was someone in that community who told them, Hey, you should try CrossFit. <laughs> yeah. You know, probably honestly. Yeah. I can't, I honestly, I can't remember. I would, that's something I should ask them because I do want to know why they started getting into it. Cause I mean, that's the reason that I did. Um, but I can't remember. I just know that they started going. My mom was like, oh, yeah, me and your dad are trying this new thing called CrossFit. And I was like, I was like eight years old. I was like, I don't know what that is. Or I was I was actually seven at the time they started because I didn't start till like a couple months later. And I seven year old me, you know, I probably don't care what my parents are doing. <laughs> I'm just like, OK, bye. Does that mean I have the house to myself? <laughs> yes. Did you push back at all? No, I wanted just like, to okay, sign me up. Me. Yeah. Well, so at that time too, I was also in gymnastics, like tumbling. Um, so I did, I was doing tumbling for about like a couple months before, or like a couple months. I was doing it for like a year. And then a couple months into it, I was doing CrossFit as well. And my parents got to a point where they were like, all right, you need to choose. You need to choose between CrossFit or gymnastics. Like, which one do you want to do? And I was like, CrossFit all the way. So then I stopped doing that and then just, was like all right I'm doing CrossFit now and I didn't think anything of it back then like I didn't think that I was gonna like compete or become like good or anything like that I just loved it and I was like yeah I want to do CrossFit over sports I didn't really know that sports could take you as far as they did back then like I was just like whatever sounded like fun to me whatever I wanted to do I was gonna do it I didn't think of a future of any I didn't think I would have a future in it at all so I just started doing it because it was fun and I liked it <laughs> Uh, you took a seventh, a second, a fourth, and a fourth. You went to four CrossFit games as as a kid. Um, let's start at the first one. Was there any pressure for you to make it that first year you competed? Like when you when you did the Open at fourteen, were you like, "Hey, I want to go to the games," or did you just stumble into it? 
No, honestly, I did. I stumbled into it. Like everyone always says like, oh, were you training? I didn't start training for that CrossFit Games until I made it. Like I didn't even realize I was going to make it. Um, I think this was the first year that I realized I could qualify because my parents were like, okay, like you can now qualify for this. Like, let's, let's do the open. Like, let's sign up. Um, like let's record your videos, everything. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And obviously there was like a little more pressure to like, kind of want to make it. But at that point I didn't really know like where I was standing with like all the other girls. Like I had no idea. So I was like, let's do the open. Let's see what happens. And I did it and I made it. And I was like, all right, like this is time. Like let's start training. Cause I didn't know, like there's a big difference between just like day-to-day training and CrossFit games training, training, whether you're 14, whether you're 24, like there's still that same, like you still have to have that same mentality, that same determination. So once I made it, I was like, okay, like this is time. Like let's start training for this because this isn't gonna, this isn't gonna be easy if I keep training group classes like I was, you know, like it's a lot more than just group classes. So once I made it, I was like, okay, this is time. Let's do it. Um, for those of you who don't know, Devin will be at the uh, Zelos Games this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. That's why I was so eager to get her on so quickly. Uh, and uh, she is going to for sure put on a show there. Uh, the second year, you 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 know the Open is coming and you know you've had that experience at the CrossFit Games. Yeah. Uh, then is there any pressure? Are you like, oh, I want to go yeah. back? Yeah, that was definitely a little more pressure. Luckily, I was like the upper age of my age bracket, like the 14 to 15. I was 15. So I was like, I didn't feel a little more secure, but I was like, okay, I'm 15 years old. Like a bit, a year can make a difference in such a young age. You know, there's, there was a big difference between 15 year old, 14 year old me and 15 year old me, like 15 year old me. That was the year I almost won the game. So it's like that training really like after games of 27, 2016, my very first games, I like was like, okay, I'm all in. Like at this point I'm starting from the very beginning. Like I took a little bit of an off season, obviously, like as one does, um, So, and then come like the end of the year of that year, I was like, let's go. Like I started training for games that minute. Um, My coach at the time, we were like, we need to start this process early. We're not going to wait till the open again to like start training. Um, Cause this was my year. Like that was my year to do really good. Like I was in the upper half. So I wanted to like really podium if not win. So we started that process and there was a pressure like, you know, you make it the year before you're expected to make it again, or you want to make it again. So there you do have that pressure to kind of perform well. And obviously as a 15 year old, you have a lot of pressure from like other people. And it's hard to really kind of, you know, digest that all when you have, like, I love my parents and I never felt any pressure from them, but it's like, you know, as a kid, you want to impress your parents. You want to impress your family. Like you want to do good. It'll be like so, that when you're an adult too. I'm 50 and I still want <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so. <laughs> still at this point, like I feel that, but it's a little bit more for like me now. Right. Um, but back then I was like, you did have that pressure from kind of everybody you wanted to really, and, and still like, I was still young in the sport. Like I might've already been doing it for like five years at that point, but it's like, you're still you're still new to it. I was new to competing. So it's like seven years at 15. You'd been doing it seven years. That's crazy. That's every time someone says it, I'm like, I feel like it's weird, but it's also like not that weird. But I was actually just talking to one of my coworkers recently because none of my coworkers really know like what 
I do, you know. Um, so I was saying something the other day and they're just like, oh, so how long have you been doing CrossFit? And I was like, 12 years. And they're like, aren't you only 20? And I was like, yeah, it's all I know. <laughs> like, I look back and I'm like, so what did I do as a kid? And I'm like, CrossFit. <laughs> all I've ever done is CrossFit. All I know is CrossFit. Um, where do you work? Uh, Texas Roadhouse. I'm a server at Texas Roadhouse. Oh, that's awesome. Do you love that job? I love it. It's honestly, it's so fun. Like if I were to have any serving job, it would be at Texas Roadhouse. That's just my personality. And, and uh, do you make a lot of t- in tips? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I you're so charming. Yeah. 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 I only cra- work, I only work on the weekends. So like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just cause I go to school Monday through Thursday. So I don't really have time during the week to work. So I only work on the weekends, but I make enough money. I mean, obviously I make tips too. So yeah, you're, you're, you're super charming. It's it's a great job to have because yeah. it forces you to interact with a shitload of people. Yeah, I get, I, I, I see some crazy people at Roadhouse and it's amazing. It's like, it's fun to me. Like it's so bad to kind of say this and hopefully my Texas Roadhouse people don't see this, but it's kind of like my escape from like my own world, like outside of training, outside of school, outside of like life stuff. I kind of like can get away at Roadhouse and like, not be an athlete, not be a student, like just working at Texas Roadhouse. So it's kind of fun. It's a, it's a different performance. It's yeah. right. It's a different, you're, you're exercising a different part of your, your being and it's a totally different performance. Probably, probably yeah. a little more free, right? There's less pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. You got to sing happy birthday to the yes, people. Yes, the- the saddle, you know, <laughs> I love oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you sing? They made good? me do that when I turned like 22. It was hilarious. <laughs> I love that. Uh, no, I don't sing good, but luckily we don't have to sing. It's just a big yeehaw. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so you go there and you get second place. Who is your coach at the time at, at Overload? Um, Aaron Hunter. Okay. He was my coach the first two years. And then Jordan was my coach after that. Jordan Gravatt. Okay, for for the for the last two, for the fourth and the fourth. Yeah. Uh okay. for the for the fourth and then I switched over to Invictus my last year. Jordan was still like my coach though. Wow. Yeah. And 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 um Jordan's sister was a um high-level athlete and Danielle Hale was at the gym and she was a high-level athlete. Yes. Who were, were there were it just the three of you? Were there any other um games athletes there? Games caliber athletes? Um, pretty much just me and Danielle. I mean, um, I don't know if you remember Gary Marshman. Um, I don't. He, he was a master's athlete. So, I mean, he kind of did it too. He was, um, he did master's for games. So, I mean, he was there as well. But for the most part, it was just me and Danielle back in the day training together. And jo- Jordan's sister didn't train out of there? No. Do, do you remember her? Jordan's Where? sister. She went to the games. Oh, um. Yes, 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 yes. She trained there occasionally. I can't remember her name. That's so bad. I can't um, remember her name either. But I remember she kind of just climbed up the ranks every year. I would see her name higher and higher, and then she fucking she broke in. I'm pretty yeah, sure she made um, it to the games. Yes, I can't remember her name, but she, she, yeah, she was there every once in a while. I don't think she lived in like Marietta Temecula area though. Okay. From what I recall, I don't think I remember her living there. Uh, Jeff, she's from, uh, Temecula, California. Are you born and born and raised there? Um, no, I was actually born in Massachusetts, Springfield, Massachusetts. And then, um, 
I lived in Marietta, which I mean, Marietta and Temecula are like right next to each other. Like the gym was right on the brink of like Marietta, Temecula. If you were on one side of the gym, you were in Marietta. If you're on the other side of the gym, you were in Temecula. That would have been a different upbringing for you if you would have stayed in Massachusetts. Good job yeah. to your yeah. parents getting out of there. Yeah. They you didn't like members either. wrong. What? Well, yeah, then you would be at comp train. That would be fun. <laughs> right? I'd, be, I'd probably be at comp train if I was still in Massachusetts. <laughs> That's not so bad. Um, Jeff, congratulations on the 500-pound deadlift the other day. Uh, you made that look so freaking easy. Uh, that was pretty dope. Yeah, it was pretty, it was, it was pretty amazing. So you started a um, – we, t- we talked about you knew you started feeling the struggles and pushing hard uh, right away. And then in when you take a fourth in your third CrossFit Games, you must – that's what – at that point, you decide to make the move to Invictus. How old were you then? 16, 17. And, remember, and you would commute? Yeah. So I was even – so I would go – before I was like Invictus programming, like an Invictus athlete, I remember – I would drive up on the weekends and I wasn't old enough. Like I wasn't old enough to drive. I didn't have my license. So I had to have been like 15. My parents would drive me up on the weekends every couple of Saturdays and I would go up there, train with them for the day. Um, And then once I turned 16 and I was able to drive myself, like the summer that I, after I turned 16, I was commuting to Invictus every single day during the summer. Cause wow, uh, I couldn't like, and I couldn't in high school, obviously I was in class till, super late but the summer that i turned 16 i was there every day like i made that drive um every day so when the other kids so you're in school you weren't you didn't weren't homeschooled you're in a regular school yeah so you basically from a young age just did school and then back to the crossfit gym school home crossfit gym those were your occasional trip to the desert (laughs) yeah wow and so you start making those trips to Invictus. How long is that commute each way? Like an hour, hour and a half. Okay. It's not too bad unless there's a lot of traffic. Then like on the way, there's never, um, there was never any traffic going to San Diego really. Like maybe you'd hit like 10, 15 minutes of it. But the way back, coming back into Temecula, that's the worst. You'll sit in that traffic for like two hours. <laughs> And um, did, was it hard for your parents to um, l- let you go even to do that commute? D- do you remember them? Ha- no, they Not trusted you. It was I mean, good. They, they trusted worried. me and like my driving. Obviously, it's hard for them. They do know that their 16 year old daughter is an hour away and there's nothing that they can do. But from the very beginning, like me and CJ Martin and Karen Martin, like we've had a really strong connection with like me and my family. So my parents always had like trust in them and comfort in them that they would kind of like watch over me and take care of me when I was there. Um, Cause I still was young. So my parents still had worries about that, but I mean, CJ and Karen are like a second family to me. Um, they've been there for me. I even lived at Karen's house for like three months before I found my own place in San Diego. So um, wow. you can tell that she's like a mama to me. You did, um, you did CrossFit through becoming a woman. Yeah. So you were a little girl and then you became a woman. You did CrossFit. Um, do you remember how that affected your performance as you started going into, into womanhood? Yeah. I mean, I think. And how, and how old you were. Yeah. I think back to when we were talking about like pushing yourself to that, 
kind of like pain cave so early on, I honestly think that that kind of made me into who I am today. Like starting like something so hard and so difficult and wanting to like put myself in that place, um, like growing up within CrossFit, I think it really made me who I am today. Like it's made me hardworking, uh, persistent, like made me want to do hard things. And I think that's really difficult for a lot of like 20 year olds to kind of understand nowadays. Like no one wants to do anything that they're uncomfortable with. No one wants to do anything that's outside of their little bubble. And like, I think I pack a lot on myself, like within my daily life, like all the things that I kind of need to accomplish because I'm like, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. Like I always need to be doing something. Um, which is a good and bad thing. (laughs) Like it's good to have that like aspect of myself, but obviously it puts a lot of pressure on me. But I mean, I think just growing up in this sport, it's made me like, I don't want to say more responsible, but it's like, it's definitely showed me different perspectives that I would have never seen until I was probably like 25, 30. Like I just didn't, I would never get those experiences as a so young as I am if I hadn't started the sport as early. And like being around adults all my life, like learning things. Do you remember a, a window where um, your all your numbers just started shifting? Like you're you're 14, 15 years old, and it's like, oh shit! Yeah. Like I would have never, I could have never even thought about picking up this bar, and now I'm cleaning it. Yeah. Like does that? Does that ha- I always wonder what it's like. It's it's maybe the only regret I have in life. I wish I would have trained my ass off from when I was like 13 to 18 to see what puberty what, what that would have been like to go through puberty redlining yeah. the body cuz you know the body's trying to adapt, right? To, to all exactly. the struggles as you see. It 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 must have I'm just guessing your body must have just responded just amazingly. It must really have been like well. like every morning you wake up and you're like I got a new car. <laughs> I got a new car. What's new today? Right. I mean, it must be just mind boggling. Yeah. I think the year that I started really seeing like a transformation and like not only my body, but like my numbers was my third, like coming off my second games going into like my third year of games. I always remember like, obviously I've always. That's 15, 16. Yeah. That was like the first transition. I saw that. Like I was like, Oh, I can snatch like a hundred. I think, um, that open, I snatched like, it was either 150 or 160. I can't remember. Crazy. It was the very end of a, one of the ladders. And I hit that last number, that last bar. And that was a one rep for me. And I never thought I was going to hit that. So that year I was kind of like, okay, I'm like starting to hit numbers. I thought I would never hit. Um, I've always been a stronger girl. So like those were kind of benchmarks for me. I was never a girl to be like, oh, let's go run a five minute mile. See how fast I can run. <laughs> um, but I did start seeing numbers there that year also as well. I ran like a 630 mile. Yes, that snatch 155. That was a number I thought I would never hit. Um, so that year I kind of started seeing like that main transition of like, okay, I'm not just like, I was still a little kid, but I wasn't like a little kid just trying to make her way in the sport anymore. Like I was like, okay, this, this is happening. Like numbers are getting hit. Like I'm seeing, um, I'm seeing improvement in areas like in my gymnastics and um, conditioning and stuff like that. So that was like the first transition where I really like saw myself changing. I, I, I wonder, I, I wonder whenever I talk to people like you, how critical that is and how much you've built in those three or four years that can just never be taken from you, but even more so that other people can't get 
because they miss that window when your body, I think of puberty is kind of like your body telling yourself, okay, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to make some major home improvements here to your body hormonally. And, uh, these are going to be the ones that stick with you your whole life. Yeah. And, And you demanded a lot from your home improvements. Yeah. I like, I can't even imagine what I would be like if I didn't do CrossFit. Like I, it's really interesting to me. Like I love the body and the way body, the way the body works. Um, my major is kinesiology in school. So like I have a fascination for all that stuff. Um, so it's super cool to like, think like, I wonder how it did affect me going through puberty. Like I want to know what I would be like if I didn't do CrossFit, like through puberty, you know, like it really interests me. Like how much change did you demand on your body and, and what did your body do to accommodate those demands? Yeah, exactly. Um, we, we obviously know what it's done to people who didn't um, put those demands or, or any demands on their body. Unfortunately, we have examples everywhere around us these days. Um, have you ever let yourself go to shit? Like, um, I can remember in my twenties, you know, just like, or 18 every weekend going out, getting drunk with my friends, eating as much Taco Bell as we can. Have you ever done any, have you ever just been like abandoned, abandoned ship? You have, oh, not abandoned ship 100%, but like, I've been in the sport long enough to know that you can't, at least for me, I like, I can't train or I can't like be in that mindset. 30, like 365 days a year. Like it's too much, especially on me. Like I have a lot going on. Um, but like during off season, like I'll go and hang out with my friends more. I'll kind of like eat whatever I want at night. And I still follow like the same, like I'll lunch, breakfast, second breakfast, second lunch, you know, all those meals I have to eat. But, um, if I do want to like have a cheat meal or something like it'll be my dinner or I'll go out with friends. Like obviously during season, I don't really hang out with my friends as much just because, you know, like I have priorities. Um, so it's like kind of cool, like during off season, I have a little bit of time to like be more flexible with my schedule, do things that I know I normally wouldn't be able to do during season. Um, because you have to allow yourself that time to kind of reset your mind, reset your body, because I mean, I've been worn out before my last year at the CrossFit games. I was like, after this, I was like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to do it anymore. 2022. Yeah. No, you... 20, not 22, not last year. Um, my oh. teenage year. My oh, last oh year. okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm so fired up for next season. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. But no, my last year, 2019, after that, I remember talking to my dad and I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to do this. Like it's been. And back then I did feel a lot of pressure from like, was he like, shut your mouth, girl, go to your room. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. He was like, no, (laughs) he's like, we'll have this conversation tomorrow. Um, Obviously my dad sees, sees a lot of potential in me. So he's like, I'm not going to let you not do it. But he was like, I'm not going to pressure you into anything. Like if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. Like this is totally up to you. And I think once he kind of said like, it's my responsibility, what I want to do, I kind of sat with that for a few months and I was like, okay, well, like I'm just doing group classes I didn't because this was also during COVID like it was like the start of COVID. Um, So I remember like I was just doing group classes. I was like, Danielle, I think at that point was already moving to Tennessee or was like in the process of that. So she wasn't really at the gym too much. So I felt like I was just there by myself. I was like, I don't want to do training by myself. Um, I was like, I've been doing this by myself for too long. Like I didn't want to do it by myself. I was kind of just getting worn out. So that's when I started going into like group classes again. I started doing that. Like I made a lot of new friends within overload because I made 
because this was COVID, so I wasn't at Invictus. Um, I was still doing Invictus programming, but I was at Overload. So I was like, I'm just going to go back in group classes, like find that love for it again, because I know it's still there. I just didn't really have that like passion and fire to compete anymore, um, which I knew I wanted to. Like I was like, I want My goal has always been individual CrossFit games, like win the games, make it to the games, all of that. So I was like, I know deep down that I have that goal. But like, where's that fire? Like, I need that fire back. And what what can I do to kind of get it back? So once my dad told me, like, he kind of reassured me, like, this is all on you. What do you want to do? I was like, I finally took a few months to kind of digest all that and was like, okay, like I got my head straight. I started taking group classes and then kind of just went back into it from there. You, You go ahead. I was going to say that was like the only time I can really be like, I didn't really kind of fell off the wagon. Didn't really want to do anything. Uh, Mark Moss, Sevon on his best behavior today. Of course, of course, mm-hmm. of course, always um, special, special best behavior today. V- very mm-hmm. astute observation. You, what was your last year you competed as a teen? 2019. So in 2019, you make it to the games at the highest level. For, for for your demographic yeah. for, for your age then 2020 and 2021 you don't go to the games um are, are you does that hurt are you chomping at the bit do you feel like you're missing out so 2020 i did and i didn't like 2020 was like okay like i'm gonna try <clears throat> i want to try to make the regionals or semifinals or whatever it was at that year and then COVID happened so they only took like the top five to the games um and then twenty. So you kind of have a built-in excuse there. You have a kind of a yeah. built-in. Okay, I kind of have a built-in excuse. I'm Misery like, okay. loves company. It's everyone's fucked. Okay, it's not my fault. Like, there's right. nothing okay. I could have done. Obviously, I'm not a top five. I'm no Haley Adams. So it's like, um, I knew that wasn't going to happen. But in 2021, um, we that was the year that the t- my team qualified for the games. So I was super excited about that. And then obviously, unfortunately, we couldn't go due to a um, drug test. But 2021 it was like someone on your team someone on your team popped yeah you didn't know that i I, I mean i probably did but i'm uh, it's that's crazy yeah on our 2021 team do you guys all cry when that happens does everyone cry yeah like real tears time for sure i cried real tears i cried real tears i know um and it, it was hard like it was upsetting for sure. Um, the nice thing for me is like once it happened, that was like I made the commute to Invictus already. Like I was already living down there. Um, the hard part, I want to say, would be like just that waiting period because I knew I was going back to the games. Like I was like, no matter what, like this year we made it. I don't care who's on my team next year. We are making it back. Like, um, And luckily I got – an amazing team this year and my team unconquerable was an amazing team as well. Um, but after that year, I was like, this is my time. Like I, I it's like I settled in cause coming into that unconquerable year, 2021, um, we didn't really Great name for a team. Great. Right? name. Great. Name. <laughs> yeah, it was yes. a cool, it was a cool name. I was like, can my team now have that name? <laughs> I'm like, we're just Invictus, but Invictus and Conquerable sounds cool. Oh, savage. Yeah. But so going into that year, I didn't really know. Again, back was like, I didn't really know what to expect. We didn't know if we were going to make it or not make it. And that was the year. It was my first year back into competing. I'm like, okay, this is it. Like, I want to make it. And then we made it, but we didn't get to go. So after that, the games of last year or 2021, 
that was the year that I was like, this is it. I'm going to start competing or I'm not going to start competing. I'm going to like start getting back into it, whatever it takes to get back to the games because I made it this year. Like we made it, but we didn't get to go. So I'm making it back next year, like no matter what. Um, So it was like hard, but it also like lit this fire in me that I was like, this is my year, this 2022, like we are going to go to the games and we are going to freaking crush it. Um, And luckily I got blessed with an amazing team. Obviously Jorge, Josh and Brittany are, just as determined as me, if not, I don't want to say more, but um, we're all like super determined and it's an amazing four people, three people to be around. Um, when that happens, when the guy, when the guy or gal who popped, mm-hmm. um, I guess there's two things. I mean, from, from the outside and I've always felt this way, I feel such sympathy for them. I feel so bad for them. Yeah. And people are like, how can you feel bad for them? They did it themselves. It's because I just don't like to see anyone hurt. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's heartbreaking. Um, how, how do, what, what do they say? Do they ever sit down with the, the other three team members and like start crying and drop to one knee and like, say, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, how do you, how does that play out? Yeah. I mean, Deshaun was all obviously very like upset about the situation. Um, whether it was like intentional or not intentional, we'll never know. Um, but I mean, he was very sincere about it. He okay. Like, so he said it was unintentional. Okay. Yeah. And the drug test did come back and it was a very low percentage. Um, so, you know, the, the, you, you never know. And, and when you're on a team or even if you were an individual in that gym, you kind of don't want that shit around like associated with your name either. Right. Yeah. It, it's hard because it's like, if you're on that team and you're like, Oh, why didn't you make it? And you're like, well, cause it's a drug test and you don't really want to get like pushed into that bubble so it's like eh, it's frustrating but it's also like uh oh <laughs> i'm sorry i was just reading that i didn't i guess i didn't tell my dad <laughs> this is her dad in the comments wayne says she didn't even tell me she was on this morning she's on restriction now it was before it was before he even woke up. He doesn't get to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's before I even woke up, honestly. Uh uh Haley Haters, I still love her. Not all interviews were bad. Hey, listen, listen, listen. First of all, it's all my fault. It is not on Haley Adams at all. I was fucking just I, I was struggling that morning. Um the, the I sometimes I get weird. I am weird. So just don't lay off of Haley. I just, if I start panicking in an interview, I start reflecting on the interview instead of doing the interview. And that's what I did to Haley. And, and she didn't, that wasn't her fault. Right, Caleb? Tell him right. I'm a jackass. Tell him, Caleb. Someone's yeah. a jackass. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay. So that team doesn't, doesn't get to go. And, and kind of everything comes to a stop. Is it the same team, but just that one guy has been replaced? No, for 2022. So, yeah, so the 2021 team, like everyone, completely like, um, kind of like disassembled from it, and not by not because of what happened. I mean, Deshaun and his wife, they were already planning on moving up north. Um, the other two on the team were in the military, so they ended up getting deployed um, that August. So right after games, out there it is, guys. They're in the military. Yes. There it is. There it is. Know the base. Know the base of the community you're in. Respect yeah. the base. Okay, go on. Um, 
So then 2022 that, so that was kind of like, I don't want to say the B team of 2021. Like I like, but that okay. was, say it. Say it. let's talk a little shit about them. Yeah. Let's yeah. Say it. So yeah. that was considered the B team and I was on it. So, I mean, I can't say anything. I was, that was the team I was on. Um, and then the other team in 2021 that made it to the games, Brittany, Jen, um, Eric and Jorge, that was the team in 2021. And then 2022, how did Eric they do? How did they do at the games? Yeah. I think they got like 19th or something, 19th or 21. I think it was. So 19th. you were the missing ingredient. <laughs> I'll let you say that. Thank you. Okay. 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 Here we um, go. So 2022, um, it was then me, Brittany, Jorge, and then Josh Aljama. Uh, uh, Allison, everyone loves Haley. She just came on the show. She's been on the show a couple times. And one of the, the last time she was on, I started, I came on, I got frazzled and I started acting like a weirdo. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't pull the interview together. And, shit uh, the bed. Yeah. I shit the bed. It, it's only happened. It happens two, I think two times in 600 shows. I'm, I'm okay with it. You, you gotta have a mess up every once in a while. Yeah. It's not, it's not you on can't her. Be perfect. Yeah. She already, I was texting with her the other day she said she'll come back on so that means i didn't i didn't i just shit my bed i didn't get any shit on her oh so 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 sorry um this team now 2022 who tell me once again they're compromised of comprised of what what teams from 2021 part of the Um, b team any of those sorry what go ahead did the girl from the 2021 team is she on your team no. Oh. Yeah. So Brittany, who was on the A team, she it was me and her on that team. Okay. And then Jorge from 2021, he was on that team as well. The B um, team. He no, he was on the A team. I was oh, the only okay. one. I was the only one that came from the B team. Everyone okay. else kind of like dispersed. And okay. So the only person from like the quote unquote B team was me. Um, we got brought up to then the team that had already consisted of Jorge and Brittany. And then we added in Josh Alshama. The the girl was what happened to the other girl who was on the A team that year in 2021? Did she deploy? Um, no, she just didn't. So her um, ex husband had deployed, and so she just didn't really like want to compete anymore. Um, he was kind of her reasoning for competing. She would only really do it if he was on the team. Okay. Um, and so she kind of just like want didn't really want to compete okay so there wasn't tension there you didn't boot her out not at all no it was like it was her decision to kind of be like i didn't really want to compete anymore she contemplated a little bit was like she is a phenomenal athlete taylor ballack um she doesn't really compete anymore but she's a phenomenal athlete um she was going back between like individual and team but she was just like you know i have a lot going on in my life right now i'm just not in the mindset to compete which totally is fine um, so it was me and Brittany. Do tensions run high, uh, as, as the team's getting put together, like, oh shit, there's eight of us who want to be on this four man team. Yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah. There's some tension sometimes, especially when like people are like fighting for those two spots. You know, we have a lot of girls, um, a lot more girls than guys at Invictus. So there's always girls kind of fighting for that team spot. So it can be definitely kind of nerve wracking and stressful. And um, is it, is it, is it um, cut and dry? 
Like, is it like, okay, there's six of you going for this one spot. Um, here's all your numbers on the board. It's obvious this girl's the best and she goes or no, it's not even that transparent. Is, is no, So you don't all. know until CJ or, uh, who, who who's? Holden, Holden and Holden, Rethwell, and then hold, um, Hunter Britt. Those so, are our three main coaches. So you don't know until Holden and Hunter and CJ make the announcement. Pretty much. I mean, if I'm being honest, don't want to rough, ruffle any feathers, but we didn't even know our team until after the open last year. Like we had, we had like the six people who were like, okay, this could be the team, but yeah. we didn't really know up until we had to for quarterfinals, <laughs> like till we had to make that last call. Like this is who it's going to be. Um, Cause it's not like cut and dry. Like you said, it's not like, okay, she's a better athlete. Let's go with her. You also, especially with team, you have to factor in like, their schedules, how well, like the whole team dynamic is how well you guys move together. I mean, if you have a lot of height differences that can cause some issues in um, like the worm stuff, especially if you have two girls who are very similar. So if DeLugos um, came down there and wanted to be on a team and he was great, it's like, sorry, dude, you're too tall. Get the fuck out <laughs> kind of. No, honestly, no, we got so many tall guys. It, it, it is what it is. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. So you put the team together and, and the team is announced for 2022. And so some people are heartbroken. Yeah, for sure. And and that year in the open, you took 98th in the world. Uh-huh. Is any part of you like, eh, I'm going, I'm going individual. Um. Yes. 100%. I mean, 98, I don't think really like represents kind of who I am as an athlete last year. It was like, um, I kind of did way too much of a school load the fall of 2021. So I feel like my training really took a back burner. Going so you're better that. than 98th fittest. You're better I than that. Like, I would like to hope so. I would like to Holy hope so. Holy shit. What? 98's not good. There's hundreds of thousands of people in this fucking competition. No, it's definitely good. It's definitely good. But I feel like my performance in the open doesn't really like dictate the kind of athlete I want to be. Um, because 50th my goal is- in North America, 41st in the United States of America, but she could have done better. So, okay, go on. <laughs> go on. No, no, I believe you too. I believe you too. I mean, I'm grateful for that. I love it. But I mean, my goal is to go individual, um, again, like I want to be an individual games athlete. I love team. Um, I definitely will go team for a little bit more, but like individuals where I want. So it's like, I want to be in that top 50 like my goal is like top 50 um top 100 obviously i can't like i have i don't have the time to commit to be a full-time individual athlete like that is a whole job in my life just doesn't allow me to do that right now um but i would love to be an individual games athlete like top 50 at at the 2022 uh, crossfit games your team took third place third So of all the teams in the world, those four people that you trained with, uh, you guys took fourth, uh, sorry, third place. You guys got up on the podium. You had to stay a little extra longer. You had to do the drug test and you had to collect some loot and you had to go up there and smile and hold a bottle of champagne. And and, and the article that I read in the morning chalk up, it said that at night when the other athletes – we're, we're doing ice baths and recovery treatments. You were working on your uh, 
on uh, assignments for your school that basically you had a class that ended the Tuesday after the games. And so yes. you still had to work on homework at the games every night. Is that true? Yes. I uh, Are you so... batshit crazy? <laughs> Just quit this school well, shit. What have your parents done to you? You've done enough. They've done a great job. Apparently, <laughs> apparently yeah. I'm crazy enough to do that. Right. Um, it was like kind of by accident, but also kind of on purpose because so since I was in summer and like I um, was like, all I'm doing is training and working like I'm not going to school anymore. So like, let's take a summer class, you know, to try to just why not? Why not take a summer class? Because um, it was an easy class. It was sociology. Like I'm a I'm a um, why not do what normal kids do and get a boyfriend or two or something like that? Why, why does it have to be a summer class? You have a boyfriend. I do. You have a boyfriend, games aspirations, a job, and school. <laughs> yeah. Did you meet your boyfriend at the Roadhouse? Funny story. <laughs> Actually, I did. I knew it when I saw this guy on your Instagram. I'm like, where did she fucking go to? I Wyoming and pluck this guy out. Look at this fucking guy. He looks like he just fell off a fucking bull. He's from the south. Yeah, oh. he looks like he rides bulls for a living. He's a fucking. Yeah. You got like a man. <laughs> He's actually, uh, he's in the military. He doesn't work at Roadhouse, but I just met him at Roadhouse. <laughs> okay, let's hear this. I can't wait to hear this. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's weird, right? Because every Tom, Dick, and Harry is hitting on you at the Roadhouse. Yeah. No, yeah. for sure. Um, so I, like, never give my phone number out to guys. I was like, I don't want to date anybody. Like, I'm not. No. And about a year ago, um, I gave my number to this boy at Roadhouse, and it just escalated from there. <laughs> What do you think you saw in him that was different than the other uh, boys that had asked for your phone number? So the one thing that I will say, like to this very day, um, he is such a gentleman. He the very first time, like I gave him my phone number right after I gave my phone number to him, I left like I went on break for my job. So I was like, OK, I'm out of here. I have like 30 minutes. He'll get up and leave because like I was shy. I was like this. I knew he um, like thought I was cute and like I thought he was cute. Um so, you know, it was like childish, but I like ran away. I was like, I'm going to break. Um, right. And they were already done eating. And I come back from break and he's still sitting there. And it, his reasoning was because he wanted to talk to me. He was like, I want to talk to you. Like, I'm not just going to like you gave me your phone number. I'm not going to like not talk to you. So I was like, and most people like give their phone number and like run. Like they'll leave at that point. They'll like write it on the check or whatnot. So the fact that like he stayed like just to talk to me, I was like, okay, this man's a gentleman. This man is a gentleman. And then we just like, we didn't really talk for like a couple weeks. And then we just, I don't know, started talking and then headed off. I found my best friend. <laughs> wow. That is awesome. It's yeah. dangerous dating a military man. Oh, um, let me tell you. Well, I know. <laughs> I know. What, what branch is he in? He's uh, in the Navy. And in where does he, where's home for him? Do you know where he is right now? Yeah. So right now he's up in Lemoore, California. So it's only like five hours for me. And so this is, this kind of works for you too, because you, your, your, your life is in full throttle. Yeah. No, it's, it's like, it's you can't really, have some guy who wants to keep you up from like <laughs> fucking in, watch movies and eat Ben and Jerry's from nine to midnight every night and then stay up all night and then wake up too early and walk on the beach. Yeah. Like you, you don't, you're not there. No, exactly. And like, multiple things like luckily Blake like isn't like that at all um he's very like in the same mindset as me like he he trains CrossFit as well but like he understands my lifestyle and has the same kind of lifestyle so that has never really been an issue 
But like for games training, he was gone as well. He was in Florida. So like it's hard, obviously, doing long distance, but having um like as crazy of a schedule I do have, like it's kind of it's made it easier. Like I'm always busy. I'm always doing something. Um, and whether he's here, whether he's not here, like, I know I always have that support. So it's super nice. Like when he's not here, being able to like go on with training and not have to like worry, like, Oh, is he missing me? Am I not talking to him enough? Kind of thing, you know, like classic long distance. Um, how kind well, of goes. Well, kind of classic ever since text messaging came around, Right. The pressure I've talked about this endlessly on the show, the pressure that young people put on each other to respond to texts is fucking insane. Yeah. It's overwhelming. Wow. So you are, you really are uh, an anomaly. You met your 20 and and you met your boyfriend in real life. You didn't meet him online. Yeah. And it's super cool. Cause like he's from Texas or not from Texas. He's from Florida. So it's just like, that's crazy how we met. And he's like from all the way across the country. And like, we didn't meet online through text messages or whatnot. Yeah. Um, What was he doing there? What was he, was he doing um, military work? Mm -hmm. What was he in San Diego? Diego. Yeah. Lots of Navy dudes, lots Lots of Navy Navy dudes in San Diego. You turn, you turn to your head. There's like three Navy dudes standing right there. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely a military city for sure. Has he has he met Wayne? Yep, my parents love him. Awesome, God. Yeah. Um. So you're at the games. Why not just be like, "Hey, we're doing so well. These homework assignments don't have to be done." It seems like it would creep, like that could easily creep in and be like, "You know what? I'm writing an email to my teacher telling him, and like, I deserve a break." Because I didn't want to get a zero. No, like, honestly, I did. I do tell all my teachers like ahead of time, kind of like the situation. I just give them like a rundown. Granted, I don't think they really care or even read like, oh, she's a CrossFit Games athlete. Like, what is that supposed to mean to them? Right. But I do forewarn them like I travel a lot for CrossFit. And then especially with that class that I took during the summer, when I found out that I was having to take my final, luckily, since it was like a sociology class, it was like a written final. So I had, it wasn't like the exact day I had to take it. Um, it was like a final project and essay and all that. Um, but I emailed her and I was like, Hey, just so you know, like the week before I was in Indiana as well. So I kind of was just like, Hey, just so you know, like I'm going to be traveling for the next two weeks for the CrossFit games. Like, um, I got an extension on one of my assignments that I had to complete in Indiana because in Indiana, we were just having so much fun. Like I didn't even worry about homework at all. Uh, It was kind of like that training camp that we do right before games. So luckily she was kind of accommodating with that. But like as to the final, it was due Tuesday, like no matter what. And I thought I was going to get ahead. My whole goal Actually, since it wasn't like the day of final, my goal was to get everything done before I even left for Indiana and the games. But you see, I'm kind of a procrastinator and that doesn't really happen. God, I find that hard to believe. I find that so hard to believe that you're a procrastinator. <laughs> so I didn't do, especially when I like only had one class. I was like, I'll just push it off. And then Indiana comes and I'm like, still haven't done my final. Then what was Indiana? Comes. Sorry. What was Indiana? Um, we were just in Indi- Fort Wayne, Indiana the week before games. As oh, like okay. a little training camp. Yeah. So then when games came, I was like, okay, I really need to do this assignment or it's not going to get done. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, every night I would be on my computer. <laughs> um, what, what would be different if you um, 
didn't work and didn't go to school? I would be full-time games athlete. Like, can you tell me like specifically how that, would that be better? Yeah, 100%. Um, I love my life and I'm very grateful for the things that I get to do that I get to go to school and get to, you know, have that job, um, outside of training. But I mean, it is difficult at times, like the, my training aspects sometimes like training times sometimes do have to get a little affected, but my main issue is more like outside of that, like the recovery aspect, the sleep, the eating, like that kind of takes a toll. Um, just because I'm like constantly running around and like in classes, you know, I can't really eat or drink water. So I'm sitting there for five hours t- doing labs and stuff. I can't really, you know, stretch or lay down and recover and relax like I would want to. Um, and then on the weekend as, as with work, I work till midnight every night, 1am. So that kind of takes a toll on my body. Um, so it's would definitely be a lot easier if I wasn't in school and training or like school and work. Um, just because I would have a lot more time to kind of, you know, recover and do all the things that I would like to for training, but it's my life and I love it. Yeah. I I wonder if you would fill your time with something else Yeah, or if if you really would do that. I would get a dog. I would definitely get a dog. If I I didn't have school or work, I would definitely get a dog. (laughs) What kind of dog? Oh, uh, Kayla, please. What kind? It's a good dog. A long-haired German Shepherd. Yeah, or it is a just great a normal dog. German Shepherd. Do not They're get so a smart. dog. I listen. You get a dog. Listen. I definitely get a dog. Do not sure. get a dog. Here, listen. You're, <laughs> dogs just complicate shit. Every time you leave the house, you'll be stressed about it. You'll be worried about it. And if you do get a dog, get one this big so that you can just leave it with your parents. Yeah, but that's – I got a big dog at my parents' house. I need a big dog to match yeah. that big dog. Yes, and then the big dogs are so chill. They're just super yeah. – they just do whatever, man. And you, As soon as they get old enough, they're, they're past the puppy phase. They just chill out, and it's all good. They just go lay down. Exactly. And, Little dogs are annoying. They bark. And oh, I understand, but pain in the ass, when, when all the stuff that you do, you'll be so happy when you forget to come home because you have to train late, and your big dog takes a piss in the shit in the house. You'll be like, oh, I wish I had a small dog. Yeah. But luckily, would, I can't if you got a big dog and you had to travel, would you? Could you just drop it off at your parents' house? Yeah, one hundred percent. They 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 can't say no to you. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> we Are already they, have a dog there. What can they do? What can they say? They'll be friends. Yeah, it's hard for us to say no. And you, um, how do your parents? Are your parents proud of you? I would like to hope so. <laughs> how, how do they express that? Um they help me a lot. You know, um, they're always there for me. They've always has been from the very beginning. Um, anytime I need them, whatever it is, whether it's like, you know, just talking through or like even like financially issues because, you know, I am like not able to work full time because I go to school Monday through Thursday. I work Friday through Saturday or Friday through Sunday. So it's like, I am only working those three days. Um, And so like, that's where sponsors kind of come into, you try to make money from them. Um, so it's like, no, 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 no. You try to make money with them, with them, with With them. them. Yes. With them. Um, so it's like, 
they'll they've just always been there for me no matter what and I can't thank them enough for like their endless support even from the very beginning um I really would not be there or I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them I mean they allowed me to move down here they've allowed me to kind of like change my life with CrossFit um because they see that potential in me and like right off the bat I've always wanted to go to college but they kind of were like like take the community college route like take a route that's going to benefit you the most. Like we are here to support you no matter what you do have a future in CrossFit. So let's like, let's jump on that. And we are here to support you. So it's been really helpful. Do you think you'd ever want to be um, in front of the camera with CrossFit, like commentating or um, like down the road, 10 years down the road, 15 years down the road? Yeah, I thought about it. Um, I'm always going to be in the sport no matter what, Um, whether I'm competing or not. Like I, as you know, grew up in this sport, I couldn't see my life without it. So I think kind of like you see now Jamie Hygieia, I mean, she was a top competitor. She's great at it. Yeah. She's great at it. So it's like, I could see myself doing that down the road and kind of just seeing where it takes you because you never know. I've never asked that to someone before, but you'd be great at it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You have great, you have great presence. She's great too. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Parents are a weird thing. Uh, and, and obviously you have amazing parents because they're like your personal assistants and you don't even know it. Like, so our lives are like and your parents, it sound like they fully embodied it. Our mm-hmm. lives become being there for your life. Yeah. It, it, and don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, it's obvious you're super thankful, but it's awesome as a parent too, because there's nothing better than not worrying about yourself and worrying about other, like helping other people, because then all of a sudden all your shit kind of goes away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're yeah. like, ah, here we are, Devin. <laughs> Do you, yeah, have si- so. you have siblings? Mm-hmm. I have one older brother. What's he think about what you're doing? He better love it. He, <laughs> yeah, he actually no he's a stud he did crossfit too and um he's always been like a smaller kid but he freaking crushed it he um do you remember oh, i don't know if you would have really known this the oh, the gauntlet uh the, the name of that workout sounds familiar no it wasn't the name of the workout it was like a it was like a kids competition like crossfit um x x CrossFit, X Fit. Oh, oh, at Brand, at Brand X. Brand X, Brand yes, X. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so me and my brother did that all growing up, and like mostly him. Um, but like he, we both did that. He back before like CrossFit Games, teenagers like was a thing. Brand X had an appearance at the CrossFit Games, like for their teenagers, and so my brother did that. So he's kind of like the start of the whole, the whole. Wow. Thing. Those kids were amazing. Uh, the Martins kids. Yes, they're phenomenal. They were, they were, they were amazing. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Brand X is uh, in. I guess you, it's it's a. How far is Brand X from? Um, what what town was that? That's Isn't south that, of Temecula. Ramona? No. Yeah. How far is that from Temecula? Like probably like forty five minutes. It's around here. It's only like half an hour from San Diego. I pass that, it. You pass it when you're driving between the two. That used to be, for those of you who don't know, the world headquarters for CrossFit Kids. There were there was a couple there, um, uh, Mickey and the Mar. I just referred. What was what was the damn? I that's horrible. They they were such nice people, Mickey and they are such nice people, Mickey and I called them the Martins. I can't remember. And they had three or four boys, and they were. Is it Jeff? 
Jeff. I'm so sorry, Jeff. Jeff Martin. Yeah, man. Those kids were studs. Yeah. So that was super cool. We did that growing up as well. Like before I even made it to like my first games, like that was the competitions we kind of did. So it was cool. My brother's been in it just as long as I have. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so now you know what Caleb does, Allison. He does stuff like that. Uh, Allison, they were pioneers for the kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you, you have two more years of school left? Um, kind of, I mean, no, not really because my kinesiology or I'm a kinesiology major. Um, so I want to be a physical therapist. So I kind of have to get like my doctorate and all that. So I'm going to be in school for quite some time. Uh, What does that mean? Four more years? Probably. It just depends. Like, especially going into this next season, I'm contemplating like maybe cutting down the workload of, of my classes, only taking like two to three classes leading up to like games. Cause last year I overworked my schedule too much in both semesters leading up to games. I knew that like, I was just taking way too much of a class load um, because I was like really struggling with in class and in training. So I was like this season and I don't think it really, like, I'm not sure how much it really hindered my performance, but like mentally I was like, this isn't where I want to be. Um, and it's hard to kind of like, want to push and be there for my team when I'm so stressed about my classes. Um, so I think this coming season I'm going to like for, for the fall, it's not too bad. I can like load up on my work schedule and school schedule just because um, it's like off season really. And I'm still training, but it's not like team training every single day. Um, so leading up to games, I think I'm going to kind of like cut down that workload. So that's going to take a few more probably couple extra semesters to kind of make up those classes I'm not going to really be taking. So it just depends. Like I'm in no rush. Like I am in a rush to get through school, but it's also like, I'm not going to overwork myself right now while I'm still trying to compete just so I can get done with school faster. Like if I just continuously grow as an athlete and continuously just taking classes, I know that I'll get to both goals one day, like with um, training, but also like school. I know that I transfer, I do transfer to San Diego state next fall. So that's kind of nice. Like knowing that I'm like kind of working towards something. Um, so we'll see, I'm not sure how long it'll take, but I'm kind of in no rush. I do have a lot of connections with the career I want to do. So I still get to like work hand in hand with like PTs and, um, like massage therapists and all that. So I'm getting that experience, which is also super cool because I don't get to really, you know, load up my school workload much. Um, did I, I think I heard this and I could be wrong, but I don't think I am that you're, you're going to be at the Zellos games and that Andrea Nissler is now signed up. Did you know that? I did not know that. I will be yeah. at Zellos games. I did not know that. Um, Adrian, that's pretty sad. It's going to be pretty savage having both of you there. Yeah. She's a, she's a powerhouse. She's a great girl. Yeah. Have you met her? Yeah. At, um, games. Oh uh, yeah. I, I just assume that they don't talk to anyone. No, they're actually super friendly. Uh, that okay. whole team, obviously, Rich, such a great guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, but no, the girls are super friendly. I talked to them. Um, why do you say that? Because every I, I agree with you, but but I see him just on the podcast or back in the day when I would um, film with him. But why do you say that? You compete against him. What do you see that makes him a great guy? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever met him outside of games this year. I mean, like, kind of like through mutual 
stuff. But I don't think I've ever met him. And um, this was my first time really like talking to him. And he's just super great. Like, obviously, he's a great athlete. They have a great team. Like, they go in there and get their work done. But I mean, he's just like nice. He'll talk to anybody. He always has like, other than like game day, but like he'll have a smile on his face. I just think that he's people, if people don't really know him, I don't really know how you would perceive him, um, whether he's nice or mean, but he is a great guy. Like he's super nice. He's warm as shit, right? Like when you're around him, it's like almost like he's his own little son. Yeah. He's very, very welcoming to anybody who will talk to him. Um, so last year you guys took third. Mm-hmm. Do, do you guys really do? Can you, can you take first this year? That's the goal. Yeah, that is the goal. I mean, um, after last year, we knew that we were a top tender, like to podium, a top um, tender. I like that. That's a great word. Yeah. Top tender. Um, <laughs> to podium. So when we did, we were like, and we knew that going in, like that was our goal. Um, but now it's like we can we see the potential that we have together and like just imagine what a whole nother year of training together will look like and growing. So I think that we have a good shot. We we hope that we have a good shot. And you think this team will stay together? Yeah, we're staying together. Yeah, that's 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 really cool. And and that kind of gives you something extra motivation. You don't have to worry about the team. You don't have to like every, now, you know, the first year there's all these other things yeah. you, you might have to worry about, but now you don't like, yeah. this is the team. This is us. And, and, and have you guys already started training? Uh, yeah. I mean, we're already back into training. Obviously we have not touched a worm. I'm not touching a worm till after the open. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're all back to training. I mean, everyone's kind of been like traveling, doing their own thing right now. Um, so we're all still there, but just not really like team training, I guess I would say. I mean, we still train every day. Um, when I saw you at the ranch, what were you and Jorge doing there? We were just coming to hang out. Um, Did Dave invite you guys up there? Yeah. So honestly, I don't really know the whole story behind that. I just know that one day um, Jorge texted me. It was like, hey, me and Brittany, because Brittany was supposed to go as well. Um it was supposed to be actually the whole team. It was supposed to be me, Josh, Jorge, and Britt. We are going to kind of like take a trip out there. Um, and then Brittany and Josh couldn't go. So me and Jorge were like, we'll still go. Um, but from what I think, from what I remember, they were saying that like they were talking to Dave and he invited us to come out to the ranch. Um, and I've known Dave for ever now since, you know, I started CrossFit. So I was like, yeah, of course, like I'll come up. I personally has, have never been to the ranch. So wow. I was like, this would be something really cool to see and kind of just go out there. We didn't really know what to expect. I didn't expect to be doing what we did, but it was so cool. It was definitely an experience that I cannot even put into words. It was so awesome. So if I recall the scene, just so you guys know how crazy it was, they were they were there, Jorge and Devin, and they're not normal looking people. It's hard to tell, like just from videos or just from pictures, but like when you're standing next to these people, they're not normal people. <laughs> at all and they're there and they're both barely clothed and they're in, sweating like fucking crazy and doing these workouts and in the meantime going on simultaneously at the ranch was a promotional party for a gun store in town yeah 
And so there were tents set up everywhere, and there were all these dudes who were like who who were who were hunters and and sports shooters, and there were like another 150 dudes there. So there were kind of these two events going on. I mean, that wasn't planned, right? That just coincided. No. And so, so yeah. you guys, all these guys are standing around in fucking camo and shit. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. We actually got to shoot too. So it was like you did. Cool, yeah, we got to shoot. So it was super. It was cool. such it was a weird cool. scene, and I showed up there with Greg, and Greg and I are like, "What the fuck is going on?" And you just see, you see Jorge and fucking Devin working out, and these dudes standing around watching them. It was just <laughs> fucking bizarre. It was like the clash yeah. of these two worlds. It was really cool. It was it was so cool. And then when uh, you and Greg came too, I was like, "This is iconic. I love this. This is crazy." I was so surprised to see all that. I was like, "Wow, Dave! Dave just will do anything." Right. That man handles so many things. He also had like another competition going on the, um, one of the days that we were there that weekend that he had to go leave and do something for us. So I was like, he has packed schedule. Yeah, he's re- I, he's he's uh, really, 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 really happy to be back. And he's busy as shit. I used to talk to him yeah. a lot. And now he's gotten so busy. It's just I, whenever I call him, I get these texts. Can't talk now. Uh, yeah, can't talk. Gotta go. How many workouts did you guys do there? I think we did four four or five. Oh, um, it rained on you guys oh yeah it was pouring his the very last workout that he made us do we like ran all the way through the back you know his whole back branch area um i can't remember exactly how much it ended up being but it was like pouring down rain we had rucks sandbags it was so fun we were running through like the whole forest it was really cool did he run with you um, no, he had his golf cart. Oh, awesome. Doug, ran with us. <laughs> Doug ran with us, his dog, but <laughs> not him. Uh, I think he got out of it like two times, pointed at this like straight up hill. He was like, all right, you're going there. And then got back in his car and drove. <laughs> He's like, I'll meet you at the top. Uh, when you go to the Zello game, when will you start? When will you head out to uh, Vegas? Um, Saying that it's only like a five-hour drive from here, probably Friday. I'll probably train Friday morning and then head out after that and then go to. You'll drive? Yeah, probably. It's only like a five-hour drive, and I have to be back Monday. Like, I probably, like, Monday afternoon because I have school. Oi, oi. So I'll probably leave, like, Sunday night or Monday early morning. It's just easier to drive at that point, like. I hate going to airports as much as I do travel. Like I hate going to airports. I'd rather just drive at that point. And will you go by yourself? No. Um, Sola, who's also competing and Brittany, we're all going to drive together. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Um, that'll make, uh, Wayne, uh, happy. Yeah. Um, when you won, when you won, when you took, uh, when you got on the podium this year at the CrossFit Games, do mm-hmm. does does anything change? Do, do do sponsors change? Do do any opportunities open up, or is it you have to win? Yeah, no, uh, definitely a lot more opportunities come. I mean, like you have people reaching out. Um, you're kind of riding that high after podiuming. So uh, yeah, people kind of like come in. There's like people who want to talk to you, people who want to meet you. So it's super cool like coming off of games, having those opportunities. Cause I mean, before, like, not that no one really cares about teens, but like no one really cares about the teenagers. Right. 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 Um, So I never really got like, you know, those big names or like anything like that. 
being a teenager. So like now coming off of like my first year, second year back into games, um, like podiuming, it's like cool. Cause it's like, I'm not a teenager anymore. Like I'm, so it's like, I'm with, I don't want to say like the big dogs, but like, I am like Rich Froning. I grew up knowing him and like this year I was competing up or not knowing him, but um, like looking up to him. And this year I got to compete against him. So it's like kind of cool. And stand in the podium in the finals yeah. on, the, in the, on the podium with him. And stand on the podium with him. So it's like super cool to like kind of see that transition. And yeah, there's definitely a lot of opportunities that kind of open up once you make it. I wonder if it makes you more viable that you're so vocal also about your aspirations as going individual. Mm-hmm. Like if I would think if I, if I, if I saw you and I like, wow, this, this is some good pedigree. Look at her history. Look at how well she's doing as a team. Good chance they, they can win the games this year. Um, and then if she, and then she keeps talking about how she is going to go individual. I, I'm guessing that also makes someone to think, okay, I'm going to get in early with her. Yeah. Right? I, I'd like to hope so. I mean, I'm a, I love team. Like I said, like team is something that it's like, you really can't, you really can't describe being on a team unless you are like, luckily I've had that individual experience. So I understand that side, but like being on a team, there's just something about it that makes you want to push so hard. And you just have that love for all those people who are out there on the competition floor with you and like pushing you and just wanting you to be the best that you can. Um, so that part of team, I really, really love, but it's also like, sometimes you want to just be selfish and you like, you want to go out there and you just want to be you and do you. Um, and it's like harder, obviously individual is a lot more work. Um, but like, it is, it is more work. Why do you say, why do you say that? To me, to me, to like, I think that in order to be an individual athlete, I kind of have to like devote my whole life. Like right now, the with like my school and work I know that I'm not at my like best abilities I would say because if I was at my best I wouldn't be working I would spend two three hours every day um recovering and stretching and doing all the things that I know that I need to do to keep my body healthy and I do do those things um don't get me wrong I do but it's like it's at a different degree because I am working I train like on the weekends I'll train all day and then immediately go to work and work till midnight. Like there's no really time to do, you know, some stretching or stuff like that. And then like with school, I'm up late doing homework. And so it's like kind of other things take priority over that. So like when I'm in the gym, I have to use that time wisely to then recover and train and all that. Um, So like with individual, I know that I could have put my best foot forward if I was still doing all this and I kind of, not that I wouldn't want to go individual if those like pieces align. I mean, obviously I don't, there are things in life where not everything is going to be like by the book. Um, but for me, it's like, I want to go individual and I want to know, say that I did everything I possibly could to get where I am and like the placement that I could. Um, and if I was still in school, I mean, I am still going to be in school for a while, but like mostly like my job, if I was still working there, it's kind of really hard to do that. You know, what about um, kick the boyfriend to the curb? What about kick him to the curb? <laughs> the boyfriend's in Lamore. He doesn't even matter. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So it's just school and work. All right. Boyfriend yeah. keep, he, 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 he slides in, under, like he's, he slides in under the radar. Yeah. He, you know, you could helps. just throw boyfriend in there with like, um, uh, mental health and stretching and right. like just all that stuff. Yeah. He's part of the recovery team. 
what he needs to do and he does do this sometimes like i'll be sitting there doing homework he'll like rub my feet or like scrape something like if my back's hurting he'll like scrape my back so it's like i'm actually recovering while i'm doing homework so it's perfect what did you do last night oh my boyfriend scraped me he scraped me <laughs> <He> scraped me <laughs> yeah i'll like come up with like the cupping or like the bruises people are like what's going on with you or like my collarbones get really bad too from catching yeah like barbells and stuff um i'm excited to talk to you this weekend thank you for coming on you are wonderful um you uh saved the show i i you're so easy i would have you on anytime thank you so much yeah Uh, please say hi to your mom and dad I will. You're going to be there at Zealous this weekend? I'm just going to be sitting here watching. Oh, awesome. And, and we're going to try a, a, a new kind of broadcasting that I don't think's ever – well, I, actually, it has been done, but I haven't seen it done in the CrossFit space. We're going to use a bunch of iPhones. We're going to try to – got some high-speed internet there. We're going to try to film it there, broadcast it there, kind of do like film the event, do behind the scenes, do post all uh, – Usually, you know, we just piggyback off of other people's events like Wadapalooza or the games or Rogue. But this is actually going to be something Jared's like, okay, guys, let's see if you can do the whole thing. So we're going to give it a shot. That's really cool. Actually, now that you do mention that, I remember talking to Jared and he mentioned something kind of about that. Um, So that's really awesome. That's that's cool. I'm excited to kind of like see how that pans out. Me too. It is going to be a shit show, but I think the people will really appreciate it because you'll get to see the, you get, it'll be completely transparent. It, it's yeah. going to be so, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a wild ride. I'm excited. All right. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for having me, Savon. And yeah, Caleb, you're the best. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Devin. Wow. A lot of people don't say that. That's good. Wow. Oh, thank wow. you. Wow. Not, not, not be, not because that they're, they're bad people. They just weren't raised right by their parents. <laughs> Well, props to Wayne and Carrie. <laughs> yeah, props to Wayne and Carrie. Thanks, Wayne and Carrie. Awesome. It was great talking to you guys. Thank okay. you. Bye. Get Devin on for updates during the weekend. Oh, let me write that down. Hold on. Get. Oh, great idea. Thank you. Sam. Didn't even think of that one. Uh, very late because of work. Fuck your job, Austin. Uh, great interview. Thank you. Uh, big props. Yeah. What a class act she is, right? What a class act. She was easy. She's super cool. Oh my God. She was so easy. Um, uh, great job, Sevon. You didn't blow it. I thank you. I appreciate that. It's all, all it's, it's always here. I have three boxes, kill it, blow it. No, I only have two boxes. So I'll check the kill. Thank you. Killed it, didn't blow it. Great. Yeah, she is dope. Shoot, that she's fun. I can't, I can't believe she works at Texas Roadhouse. That shit's that's so awesome. I don't know the place. Do they have an Instagram account? Can you bring it up? I want to see what the inside of this place yeah. looks like. It, it's a chain. Oh, for sure, they're everywhere, and they're they're massive. Yeah, it's uh, it's basically. They, do just they like, serve drinks in like really tall, weird cups and shit like that? No, it's oh. like a it's like a country. Um, like you, I'm not sure if you would understand, but like, it's like going to a, a like a steakhouse in the Midwest, yeah. but it's like 10 times bigger. I think I've driven by, I think that place, I think that might be a Newport where I kind of, where I'm going to go for two weeks where I go to stay with the California hormones lady. I think I drive by that. Probably. They have like these fantastic fucking rolls and they, there's like Dude, butter with them. Dude, I, my I'm, kids would suck down that bucket of, oh my God, click on that thing with the steak and the, 
dude, these people need to sponsor me. I would devour <laughs> that. Dude, it's actually it's pretty good food, honestly. They uh but then if you like if it's your birthday and they put you, they bring out a saddle and you sit on it and they like give you a big old yeehaw thing. Like this is hey, probably a place I go when I come home. I want I'm I really am serious. When when I met her and Jorge um at at the ranch when I saw them a month ago, I think I gave both of them a hug, or I think actually they gave me a hug and it kind of overwhelmed me. Both of them, like I'm a little just like a carrot. They just like she's like hi. They're probably she, just hugging themselves with you and then Yes, middle. yes. I disappear <laughs> when she hugs me or when Jorge hugged me. I swear to God when I fucking hugged that dude Jorge Fernandez, it seriously felt like I was hugging just like a a, a stack of two by fours. It was weird. He's, he looks massive. He's, he's he's a thick dude. Fucking thick. And they were so polite. I, I don't think I was that polite when I was their age. I mean, I was polite, but they were so polite. They were so and laid back, not cheese dicks at all. It's got it's the amount of structure that they that Devin's probably had from being raised in a the gym and just being around those people is it's got to be impressive. Like he has I remember day to day or like hour by hour, probably her dad would be like one of the hardest working dudes. All I think he has a, I think he was responsible for signs at the games oh, wow. signage and dude. I, well, you know, you've seen it at the games and I, at, uh, at regionals. It is a fucking, there's so many athletes and so many signs need to be changed. And there's so many ladders and so many people been involved. Yeah. Before and I even, I, I think he before ran I even that, touched it. Yeah. Before I'd even like started working in CrossFit events, I didn't even realize how important it was. But then I showed up to like the Mac or something. And that was like the pivotal thing out of every other signage, signage was it. And it's like, signage if we didn't have and enough tones like, and lanes and tape. Yeah. Tape. And you're just like, and I think he's the dude for that. I think he's like wow. the guy. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. God, she must have had a, a fun uh, youth. Is it, can you imagine being a teenager and just getting to go to regionals with your dads and just run around and play with other kids and shit? Yeah, that's crazy. I imagine it like how, like with uh, professional hockey players or whatever, they like get to bring their kids to the the rink for their big games and stuff. It's like the same thing. They just kind of like dick around for the two three hours that they have before the game and. Although at regionals, like if you like, I'm sure like you could get a pass for your kid and they could go everywhere. Probably hockey's a little more structured. Yeah, probably. But I imagine like the kids just kind of get to do it. They can run through the locker room and put on their dad's right. pads and shit. You know, not more structured, um, just more uptight. Because CrossFit's yeah, very yeah. structured. The events. It's Diabetes HQ Sevon Roadhouse. Well, thanks for fucking up the sponsorship. Unless you just get steaks there, then it's all good. All right. Those, but they probably sprinkle sugar on those too. <laughs> you get to hand pick them. That's another thing about Texas Roadhouse is you walk in and they, there's like a, the, the, basically like a Devin standing there waiting to see you or whatever. And yeah. they walk you by like this refrigerator of like fresh ribeyes and steaks or whatever. And they're like, would you like to pick a steak? No shit. Today? Yeah. No kidding. Oh, I like it, that. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I, no, I, I want to choose my cook. Time. What if you said that? I don't care what steak you give me. Let me look at the cook. You can see like, the you can see the kitchen behind behind it too. So you could be you could probably be like, hey, can I get that guy? Yeah. Can I get can I get a uh, Juan and Julian to uh, cook my steak for me? Ten, hundred percent. Racist. 
Okay. Uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, who do we have? Oh, is today's Tuesday? I think so. Oh, I might have a show tonight. I do have a show tonight. I have a show with mm-hmm. Andrew Hiller and Brian Friend this evening. Caleb will be sawing logs. Maybe, uh, no, it's or maybe he'll be tossing Maybe I'll get up. Uh, and then tomorrow morning, we have uh, Christine Kohlenbrander. Always actually wanted to meet her, talk to her. And then in the evening, we have Aaron Cairo. Actually, I always wanted to talk to him. Uh, both of them are going to be great podcasts, I suspect. I think the Aaron Cairo one is going to be completely off the hook. If you know anyone who's ever skateboarded in their life, you have kids, I'll try to keep it super clean. Um, that is going to be a fun um, show. I'm going to call in. Okay, fine. Do it. John Clark just took his level one. Oh, that's right. In the UK. Oh, yeah. You better make that's it quick, awesome. buddy. I got to pee like a racehorse. Here. Here's the Maybe phone. He's going to call in tomorrow. Oh, you're going to call in tomorrow? Or, or like tonight's show. Oh, you're going to. Okay. Tonight's show. Even better. Good. Good. Will you be awake? No, you're in the UK. For tonight's show, it'll be 3 a.m. for you. Look at that math. I can't even do that math. Okay. Nice of you to remember I started following you. So excited to hear about it. Okay, I'm going to need to pee. No Taylor or JR on tonight? I don't think so. Uh, Brian sent me a text this morning saying we need to have a talk. He's always so Uh-oh. ominous. I know. I can't wait. Someone to call him right now. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Maybe we're not covering zealous games. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you, Caleb. Uh, any final uh, words, uh, Caleb? Um, I'm doing the Crash Crucible like hero workout week. I just did, I'm a day behind, but um, if anybody wants to join me, that'd be really cool. Just let me know. It's really exciting. It was a really shitty first day. So. And you can follow him at C Beaver. Isn't that easy to C 